Sierra Prisco. I am a biology major with a concentration in pre-med with a minor in chemistry, and I go to Missouri Valley College. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scholar Spotlight Podcast. On today's James Harden episode, we are joined by Cohort 4 Scholar Sierra DePrisco. Sierra, a Lake Forest High School graduate, talks to us about her decision to attend school 1,200 miles away from home, her love for cheer and running track, and how she balances her time as a multi-sport athlete in college. As always, if you could please subscribe, rate, and even review the podcast, that would be dope. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Sierra, how are we today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm really excited to share your story today with our listeners as it is one of both academic and athletic excellence. So let's go all the way back to when your athletic career started. What made you decide to give sports a try during your sixth grade school year? I thought it was a good opportunity to let out some energy. So I went through a lot in sixth grade. Um, My sister, she got kicked out of the house, so she got sent to go live with her dad. So then I was like, Dad, this is a chance to let out some frustration. And then it just, like, once I started, like, running the hurdles and, like, learning how to do, like, cheer-related stuff, I was like, ooh, this is something I want to do. What's really interesting to me, and we talked offline about this, is that you didn't make the cheer team in the fall of your sixth grade year. So how did you improve to ensure that you would make the cheer team during the winter of that same year? In the fall, I didn't make it because I was, like, the coordination wasn't there. So then I, like, spent that whole, like, season trying to figure it out. And then I watched, like, videos – it's always, like, the thrill. Like, I always watch, like, the all-star teams. Like, Cali Smoke, like, they're one of the best, like, all-star teams in my eyes. So I was like, ooh, if they can do it, then I can do it. So it's just, like, finding the dedication and determination. And I was like, ooh. And then now, like, in college, it's, it's a lot harder. But the team works so much stronger. And having, like, people from different places of, like, the world on the team, like, it's pretty cool. Fast forward to high school now. You attended Lake Forest and you were a member of the varsity cheer and track and field squads. What teams did you cheer for, and what events did you compete in during track and field? So for high school for cheer, we for fall season we cheered for football, and then I'd also do marching band with that. So like I halfway through like the game, I'd go do halftime with the band, and then go back to the cheerleaders. And then winter season, it started indoor track, and that's where I ran the 55-meter hurdles, and I broke my school record for that, and I still had the record standing. And then I would run the 4 by 2 and the 300-meter dash until it was, like, time for invitational. That's when it would switch to the 400-meter dash. And then sometimes I'd run the 4 by 4 sometimes I wouldn't. And then for winter for cheer, we'd co- we would cheer for basketball and for wrestling. We would compete as well. And then for spring, I was just strictly track. And I ran the 100-meter hurdles. Placed in that at States, I ran the 300-meter hurdles. Then I ran the 4x4 on occasion. As you're placing in States and setting school records, you were also very successful in the classroom and met the necessary academic criteria for Delaware College Scholars. So how did you first find out about Delaware College Scholars? And ultimately, what motivated you to apply? So I found out about DCS. One day I came home, and I had a letter on the table. And my mom was like, well, here, look. I didn't open your mail. Will you look at it? And I was like, I was like, Mom, it's telling me to apply for like a summer program. 
So then I talked to my counselors about it because we've also had like one other person at our school attend and she was on my cheer team. So I talked to her about it and I asked her about it, her experience and she loved it. So I was like, okay, then maybe this is something that I wanted to do. I was hesitant at first, but then I was like, okay, I really want to do this. I want to get a head start and maybe decide the college is for me. In what ways did DCS help you grow and prepare you for the next level? DCS has helped me grow by giving me the preparation for college. Like before college, I didn't know how to study and using like the study habits of like staying up all night, doing the homework assignments that we need to do that were due and getting a head start on homework assignments and getting like the firsthand experience of having a roommate because having, because the issues I had my first year in college, I had problems with my roommate. And then I was like, okay, let me think about to the DCS employees. Like, we may not get along with the roommates, but as long as we tolerate them, we're okay. As you began your college process, how important was it for you to continue your athletic career? Honestly, I wasn't going to continue my athletic career. But then I was like, no, let me, there's a chance. Because then I had uh, the recruitment process could start like the summer leading into senior year. And then I had a whole bunch of emails. And then that summer, when we were talking with Dr. Aline, and I told him, I was like, I think I might want to continue running. And then he helped me through the process of finding schools that would probably be a best fit for me. And then I was like, okay, maybe this is, this is where I want to go. And then having the coach who recruited me for Valley, he persuaded me. And I was like, oh, this is a good deal. This is where I'm going to continue. Yeah. Expand on that for me, if you could. What stood out most about Valley in your conversations with the coach that recruited you that made you say, hey, this is the place for me. I have to be here. The small classroom sizes. Because going from high school and having like some big of a classroom, like having 30 kids in the classroom sometimes was kind of hard for a teacher to teach. Where at Valley, like the smallest classroom size I had this year was 12 students, and I loved it. Because it's a lot easier, especially in chemistry, like the class, like that's a hard class and having like that one-on-one bond with my teacher so he can understand it in a way that I learn. That's the what I wanted out of my college experience to get a professor that would teach me instead of being in a larger, at a larger campus where I would be just known as a number instead of actually as a statistic of my name. I think students might like to know the ins and outs of your recruiting process. So explain to us how you connected with the MVC cheer staff and track and field staff. So it also the process with me getting recruited started with track. I got a phone call one night after I came I think it was I came back from a track meet and I came I got the call and I was like, all right, this is this weird Pennsylvania number calling I'll answer. Turned out to be my coach. He started talking about he was like, I'll give you your biggest offer you can I can give you if you're willing to come run. He said, I'll give you an estimate of how much we'll give you. I'll tell you that you're going to pay under 2000 And I was like, okay, that's sold. He's like, as soon as you apply, he said, I'll send you over your estimate of how much I can get, how much the school did you owe for the school. I was like, okay, I like that. He sold me off of that, gave me my biggest scholarship, and it was very affordable for my mom. So then after I like I got accepted into the school and I got that part of my recruitment done, I was like, maybe I want to cheer still. I reached out to the cheer coach. I emailed her. I was like, hey, like, I'm a track athlete, but I've also been cheering my whole life, and I want to continue it. So I sent her a few videos of what all I have, and she was like, we would love to see you in practice. So I came the first, like, 
the first freshman moving day, I came to the cheer practice, and then the bond just clicked. I was like, I love the chemistry here. And then the coaches were very lean. Like, they were very, like, it's easy for me to be able to do both. I maybe missed a track meet here and there. I just – I'm at cheer practice three days a week, track practice at 6 a.m. every day just to make it work. What do you love most about competing? I love the adrenaline rush. Like, the moments before we take the mat, like, we all – We'll all sit there right before we go out and warm up. We'll all sit there in a circle. We'll visualize ourselves. Like we'll listen through our comp music like a couple times, closing our eyes, like seeing ourselves in the routine, seeing what we're doing, and like that just pumps up our adrenaline before we go to warm ups. And then while we're in warm ups, like we have to block out our mindsets and stick to the point to like just focusing on us because there's other teams in there when we're warming up. And then when it gets like to the point like we're all about to go on the mat. We'll all, do, we'll all do a prayer circle, say our letters out loud, and get with our person who we're walking out with. And just having the feeling of being on the mat as a college cheerleader, it's a lot. I feel like the stress level is a little bit different. It's like we're doing a lot harder skills, but it's a lot easier when, like, you have a team and you know that you're securing your spot because as hard as we work in practice. I have to know this. What does a cheer practice look like? Y'all do some pretty fascinating stuff out there, and I've seen a little bit of the Netflix doc. I think it's titled Cheer. But, yeah, so what does that process look like, and how are you able to learn so many interesting moves? So, well, I learned how to do a backflip in high school. Okay. You get a, so you get a, you, like, tumbling-wise, you get a spot from your coach, like, until, like, they trust you enough to throw it by yourself, and they'll teach you the technique. Cheer practice in college, we start off with, like, our dynamic warm-up. And then after, like, our dynamic warm-ups, we'll do, like, ripple tucks or ripple back handsprings. And then the guys will do stick and stand first. And then the girls will go do stick and stand. And then after that, our coaches tell us where to go. Since now it's comp season, we'll get set up in our comp routine, do a couple walkthroughs. And then after, like, the first two regular walkthroughs, and we'll start throwing, like, each skill is, like, one time. It'll do, like, the running tumbling will go. And running tumbling and standing tumbling will go. Then the next time it will be stunts. And then the next time it will be pyramids and then baskets. And that's all we have so far of a routine since we didn't get the chance to have practice the last full week of school. Your first year at Valley as a member of the cheer squad had to have been really special as you guys won the Heart of America Athletic Conference cheerleading competition and you placed first at the NAIA Midwest Regional Qualifier. So if you could, take us to that moment that you're celebrating with your teammates. How special is that? I was like, I was more so shocked, but they weren't shocked because they, they've won the past, like last year was, we hit the four peak because they've won the past four years. And I was like, all right. So when we hit that four peak, I was like, oh, we really just won conferences. I was like, we just won a ring. I've never had a ring in my life, so, like, that moment, like, I was so excited. Like, I was more, I was, like, shaking with fear. Like, we're all just sitting there, like, holding each other's hands, waiting for them to announce, who, like, who got first. Because, like, it's such a sudden dramatic, like, they make that dramatic pause before they announce who made second or first. And once they announced the second place, I was like, oh, we just won. And the same thing with regionals. Like, in order to go to nationals, you have to win your, re- like, to secure a spot for you at nationals, you have to win regionals. And once they said that we won regionals, I just the tears just instantly fell. I was like, this is going to be my first time going to nationals. I'm like, to live that experience full on and be with a team who's so dedicated. I loved it. How did you and your teammates take the news 
that you wouldn't be able to compete at nationals due to the coronavirus? We so our school they still let us they still let us travel to nationals because they were still we were still going to be able to compete, but they were just going to change up like who was allowed to come in. Like we weren't probably like other teams weren't going to be able to allow to watch us. So like the NAIA board just kept switching their decision, and then at the end of it, the day before we were about to go compete, our coach called us into a room and we're like, we have some bad news. They're like, nationals is canceled, but here's your like we, they played us our season video. Everyone was crying. I had to call my mom saying like, hey, like you might need to cancel. I'm like, you gotta cancel your flight. Like cancel all your reservations and stuff. I'm like, I'll go down because she's gonna stay in the same hotel that we were staying in. But a team who was going there, they had co- like couple of their teammates had COVID. So, like, it was kind of scary staying in the same hotel with them. I was just really devastated. So then I was like, all right, since Nationals canceled here, I'm like, how is this going to affect my track season? I'm like, I'm not just a cheer athlete. Like, I wanted to get the chance to experience, like, what an outdoor season felt like at Valley. I'm hoping that this is the year that I get to experience that because I've experienced the indoor season. Yeah, not only do I hope – that you are able to experience outdoor track this spring, but I hope at some point you're able to experience nationals for cheer as well. As as someone that's a two-sport athlete, a full-time student, who also has a job, what keeps you going? What keeps me going? That I am a first-gen, and I want to set an example for my uh, younger cousins and my brother, even though he decided that college is in his route, he's going to to the Air Force, I was like, even though it's not your route, I'm like, it's still a chance for you to, like, keep pushing. Like, they're all still in high school and elementary school. I'm like, I want them to see something as, like, oh, if if, Aunt, if Cousin Susie can do it, then I can do it, too. Yeah, that's dope. Midway through year two, are you happy with your decision to attend MVC? Yes, I am most happiest. I feel like if I would have stayed home, I probably wouldn't have been doing what I've been doing. Like, being out there, like, last year, before we started spring semester, I got the chance to become a club president. Like, I'm the president of BSU. I'm, I feel like if I was here at home, I wouldn't be able to do that. The teachers, the amount of time that they're willing to, like, spend after time, even, at, like, staying after their office hours just to stay there and to just talk and, like, to help you understand, like, the environment, it, it's a lot of bipolar weather, but it's a very beautiful campus, and everything's, like, so close. So, like, if I need anything, like, got a Walmart, like, two minutes down the street, and I have, like, friends who are, like, very reliable that will help me. And, like, we'll do, like, big study group sessions, and I'm, like, I feel like if I was home, like, my friends here would distract me over me actually being able to focus on my education. What are you most proud of? I am most proud of being able to say that I am a two-sport collegiate athlete and that I can manage to get good grades with the two sports and working a job. Yeah, you certainly have a lot to be proud of. And I know through telling your story that you have definitely inspired some of our scholars today. We're going to transition here to our Mad Minute segment, which is just a few rapid-fire questions between us. And I'll start you off easy. First question. Favorite food? Um, butter noodles. Favorite athletic memory, whether it be in high school or college? Uh, my favorite athletic memory was winning regionals and nationals and being the one of the few freshmen on my track team to go to conferences and miss nationals by a hair of a second, and I was so mad. 
First job. My first job, McDonald's. Favorite song. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Hidden talent. I can play a lot of instruments. What's your best instrument that you play? My best instrument, clarinet and mellophone. Favorite movie? Titanic. Most influential teacher or professor that you've had in your academic career? That one was the hardest one to ever think of because I've had a lot of teachers who are influential. Like, Dr. Lane was very influential to me. And um, I'd have to say my godmom was very influential. Even though she wasn't a teacher, she was a principal. But she is very influential because she preaches about education. What are you watching on Netflix right now? Grey's Anatomy. I'm re-watching. Favorite DCS memory? The second, the second year in the summer when we did the slip and slide. To have like the chance to relax. In ten years, I will be blank. In ten years, I will become. I will fully receive the position of being having my PhD and being able to start my career in dermatology, and then I'll be going back to school to do research in cancer. Dope. Our last segment here. Ring the bell. Same two questions to each guest. First question: What's one piece of advice you would give to your sixteen-year-old self? One piece of advice I'd give to myself, because I was at a very low point at that time, I would say to never give up, because at that point, I really wanted to give up, like, in between and moving houses and, and struggling with, like, that's the, when I first started working, so, like, I was very, like, struggling, I was like, all right, I'm at the point, like, I really want to give up, I'm like, but I can't give up. And my last question for you, what's your why? The why? I give myself why. I would never give up because, like, if I give up, if I give up then, I would be where I'm at today. And I like who I've become, and I like where I'm going, and I see myself growing. Well, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of your journey with us. It's pretty incredible that you're able to be a two-sport athlete at the collegiate level, do well academically and athletically. So we're really proud of you here, and uh, yeah, thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you.